0: Welcome to Prep Talk, the Emergency Management Podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the Emergency Management Department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Fanisi.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne.
2: And I'm Katie James.
1: And you are our listeners. And as always, we thank you for joining us.
2: We want you to come back as often as you can. So feel free to add Prep Talk to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow us on social media on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, or Instagram.
1: That's right, Katie. On this episode, we are talking about emergency preparedness education. Now, back in 2015, New York City Emergency Management introduced Ready Girl the city's emergency preparedness superhero, to engage New York City students about preparing for emergencies. And what better co-host than Ready Girl herself, who's here, Katie James, to talk to us about emergency preparedness education.
2: Thank you, Omar. Thank you for having me. Ready Girl is a really fun initiative that we created as a way to help increase our outreach efforts to educate children on emergency preparedness. And as a part of our Ready New York program, and we coordinate with schools all throughout the city, we go to uh, elementary schools and middle schools, and we teach kids all about preparedness. And it's one of our initiatives between New York City Emergency Management and the Department of Education.
1: And each year, New York City Emergency Management and the Department of Education present the Ready School of the Year Award to the principal, staff, and students who have exemplified outstanding emergency preparedness.
2: So on this episode, we're speaking to the principal and students who won this year's award, along with the liaison between the Emergency Management and Education Department.
1: But before we dive in, you know what time it is. It is time for the latest hot topics in the emergency management field.
3: Here's your prep talk situation report.
2: This is the situation report. Let's get started.
1: So our first story comes from U.S. News and World Report. Now I have good news and I have bad news. The good news: my favorite season, summer, is quickly approaching. Now the bad news: new research has shown that there will be more compound heat waves as the planet warms now jane wilson baldwin who authored the study says that compound heat waves means that you may see multiple back-to-back heat waves or possibly individual extremely hot days separated by short cooler breaks so for example you may get five days of extremely hot weather followed by two days of cool weather and then another three days of extremely hot weather. Heat waves and droughts currently pegged as the direct cause of roughly 20% of natural disasters in the continental U.S., more than any other single natural cause. So, remember, the best way to beat the heat is by using air conditioning or going to a cool, air-conditioned place like a mall movie theater, or supermarket. Here in New York City, we open up cooling centers uh, during heat emergencies. You should also remember to drink lots of water, wear loose light clothing, and check on your neighbors, especially vulnerable populations like the elderly or people with chronic diseases. Katie, we want everyone to be able to beat the heat this summer in a safe way.
2: Absolutely, Omar, and those are great tips on how to beat the heat. In other news, a new set of MetroCard will pay tribute to those who worked at Ground Zero after the September 11th terrorist attacks. The cards are being released in honor of the May 30th dedication of the 9-11 Memorial Glade, which will honor all of those who are sick or who have died from 9-11-related illness. 250,000 MetroCards with four different images will be available at 10 different subway stations. The individuals on the card include two firefighters from Florida, one who helped recover bodies of FDNY and Port Authority employees, and one with his canine Marley, a firefighter from San Francisco, and a former NYPD officer. The Memorial Glade will be open after a dedication ceremony on May 30th, so if you're in the New York area, be sure to check it out.
1: Thank you very much, Katie. An inspiring story. Uh, We have one more for you. May 19th through 25th is the 45th annual National EMS Week. National EMS Week brings together local communities and medical personnel to honor the dedication of EMS practitioners. Katie, do you know which president established National EMS Week?
2: I believe it was President Gerald Ford in 1974.
1: (laughs) It was, and you know that because you have the script in front of you.
2: (laughs) It was 45 years ago.
1: Ah, yes, yes, yes. No, uh, that is correct. President Joe Ford established a week back in 1974. This year, some of the themes of the week include EMS education, stop the bleed, and EMS for children, which is a great one. Uh, and I love the fact that we're really getting children involved in all types of emergency preparedness activities.
2: Yeah, it's great. All different levels of preparedness.
1: Wonderful. That is our situation report. Up next, we have two special guests who are going to talk to us about the Ready School of the Year Award here in New York City. But before we get into that, here is a special PSA from New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council.
4: When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When hurricane winds are gusting? When floodwaters reach your door, or a blizzard blocks all the roads, or is the best time perhaps today, during a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Make your emergency plan today. Go to nyc.gov/readyny or call three one one. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the
3: Ad Council. You're listening to Prep Talk, the Emergency Management Podcast.
1: You are listening to Prep Talk, and we are back. That public service announcement was brought to us by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. As we've mentioned, we have some special guests here to talk about emergency preparedness education. Joining us are Philip Carollo, principal of PS 56, the Louis Desario School, and Keith Grossman. He is the director of emergency management at the New York City Department of Education. Thank you both for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having us.
2: Principal Corello, congratulations to you and PS56 for receiving the award. How did the school prepare for today's ceremony?
4: Well, first, we celebrated. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, to tell you the truth, we took it as an opportunity to review again safety practices. We uh, met with our uh, building response team. Obviously, we celebrated uh, our efforts. And then uh, we did a few drills. Yeah. And then our guidance counselor and our Uh, Teachers uh, made some posters. We uh, developed a a skit with our uh, theater arts uh, team, and they performed on stage. Different types of uh, emergencies and what to do to be prepared uh, in the event of an emergency. So, really, we took it as a a celebration and a a learning opportunity
1: to, you know, uh, improve our safety preparedness. It was it was a comprehensive presentation, Katie. I mean, it was fantastic. It was it was great. Um, How did the students react? When they found out that they were a selected School of the Year, well, they thought they were going to be famous. <laughs> so, they they, yeah, they, yeah, and um, they were
4: very happy. I, I believe the overwhelming uh, emotion was 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 kind of pride. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, unifying. Kids were high fiving and uh, screaming and uh, telling their parents at dismissal when we had told them that they couldn't wait to tell their parents that you know they uh, won this award.
2: That's wonderful. And we do this award in collaboration with the Department of Education. Keith, can you tell us about your role as an emergency management director at the Department of Education?
3: Yeah, sure. I'm the director of emergency management here at the New York State Department of Ed. My my team is responsible for coordinating um, response resources, uh, all of the agency-wide planning resources, hazard mitigation, and some resiliency projects for the agency. And we do that across, you know, 40 different divisions, 1.1 million students. Um, 1,800 schools, 9,000 buses, and geographically across the five boroughs. Um, also, we work with New York City Emergency Management on planning, response, logistics uh, in the citywide picture. And last but not least, of course, we work with them on um, coordination of the Ready Schools program
2: it's fantastic and you know being prepared and having schools prepared is such an important part of what we do at New York City emergency management so principal carlo back to you could you share with us a bit about how you prepare your school as the principal
4: sure well uh, safety is really everyone's concern and responsibility so mm-hmm. and, and it's really 24/7 so it doesn't go away so i feel like the word prepare is almost inadequate in the sense that it's, it's really you know being alert to your surroundings and it's a day-to-day basis and it starts right in, in the morning with arrival we have uh volunteers who help our students get out of the vehicles at stop and drop our crossing guards are on the corners every day we have one point of entry to make sure that kids are getting in uh, in the right spot and right locale we have uh, the borough safety director John Grassedonio who visits our school frequently and he also monitors our point of entry, point of dismissal. We practice our GRP, our building response team. We do our fire drills. We do our lockdown drills. We do our shelter-ins. We do our uh, code blue. Although we are not perfect, uh, we we have a growth mindset that we constantly review our practices. So after each drill, our team convenes, and uh, we go over what we missed, what we can improve upon in the event of an emergency. But uh, I, I do stress... Uh, even I, I do a weekly call to my uh, to my parents on Sunday nights to tell them the upcoming events. And I usually end it with, please obey all traffic and driving regulations uh, around the school because we have many students coming in in a short period of time using the crosswalk. It's really a, a, a community effort.
2: That's wonderful. And one of the statements that was made today by the superintendent, he said that safety is everyone's job. And it seems like your school really embodies that message.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Very well said. Katie, Keith, I want to turn to you from your perspective. Why is it important for schools to prepare kids for emergencies? Right. So like Principal Carollo said, um, and I think we've all kind of
3: alluded to throughout the day is, uh, you know, student safety is our top priority. So uh, the more education we can give to our students mm-hmm. about preparedness and about safety helps us to do our jobs uh at the
1: at the 30,000 foot view kind of like from you know the central administration point and New York City Emergency Management works really well with the Department of Education uh through the Ready for Kids program Katie uh to go out to the schools and teach the kids uh about preparedness and then what what happens is that the kids then take that home to their parents and teach them as well and so you're really reaching families and the community by starting at uh, the lower level uh, with the kids.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, and we really, as part of our Ready New York for Kids program here at New York City Emergency Management, we know that kids are that connection back home, and kids are the ways that we can help encourage and incentivize parents to really take that preparedness effort. And we're lucky because we actually have two students here with us today from PS56. We have Madison and Ella, and they're here to talk to us a little bit about their experience at school, and especially what they learned today at the presentation. So, Madison and Ella, What did you learn when Ready Girl visited your school back in March?
5: One thing that I learned was to always have an ICE card ready and a ready bag in case of an emergency. And like to always be prepared and like what to do in case like an emergency ever happens. That's awesome. That's
2: wonderful.
1: So kids, uh, why do you think it is important for kids like you to be prepared before an emergency?
5: If some other kids from other schools don't know like what to do during a fire, they Teachers should like do more fire drills and like let them know in case of a fire
2: what would happen like how the bells would go off like mm-hmm. like we should have more assemblies to show like what to do That's great. That's wonderful. And did you take some of your message home that you learned from your presentation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's so wonderful. Well, we had so much fun coming to your school in March and teaching the whole school about how to be prepared and coming back today to see another presentation. So we thank you all for your hard work and your effort. So, Principal Corrello, how do you think you will continue to prepare your school community for different types of emergencies? So uh,
4: one thing that I re- recently added to our safety preparedness is uh, sending out um, kids uh, videos on uh, safety. Um, and the teachers are uh, showing these in the classroom on their, uh, Promethean boards. Um, they're student friendly. They're animated. Um, and uh, they get to see, uh, what to do in an event of a different type of emergency, whether it's weather-, weather related, whether it's a choking hazard. Uh, we taught everyone the international sign for choking as we had realized that not everyone knew that. Um, so I think adding it into the classroom and using uh, an, an auto, audio-visual approach with the student is more engaging so they can see it and hear it. Right. So we reach all different types of learners that way, and then making that connection back, bringing it back to the parent as well. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm really grateful that you guys did bring us uh, go bags uh, to bring home and uh, ICE contact cards for the families to fill out um, so that the, the parents and, and the school are on the same page.
2: And for our listeners, I stands for in case of an emergency. So we have these emergency reference cards that we give out to all the students, and they're available for download actually on our website. You can visit nyc.gov slash ready new york. It's called emergency reference cards, so families can download them and print them out and fill out that important information, and they can leave them in their child's backpacks and their go bags and making sure that everyone in the family has that in case of an emergency card.
1: So Madison and Ella, I want to come back to you for a little bit. Um, what do you, what advice would you give to your friends and kids around the nation about the importance of emergency preparedness uh, in schools?
5: Um, Some advice that I would give them is to um, always like, whenever you hear the bell, like gather all your stuff and like, um, like get out quick yeah, yeah. Get out quickly like keep yeah. calm yeah.
2: yeah don't get nervous you know. that's great that's great advice that's, great. You know? and that's why we practice plans right that's why you mm-hmm. do fire drills at school and mm-hmm. that's why you learn about evacuations and where to go and how to evacuate and that's what's important in that you're always listening and following directions from your teachers and from you know the executive staff as well
1: mm-hmm. principal carolo and keith you know what can schools across the nation um do to better prepare before emergencies what advice would you give to them so uh i think you know the important thing is to create a culture of safety
3: and preparedness Mm -hmm. uh through training and exercises and drills and you know and it really starts with at the top uh it starts with principals like principal Carollo who have created this culture here and have really pushed this message throughout the student body of safety and preparedness i think that that will you know, as that goes across the hundreds of thousands of principals across the country, if every principal did this, we'd have a lot, uh, better prepared school system as a nation. Yeah. Well said.
4: Yeah. So, um, yeah, very well said. And I think that it's, it's being open-minded, um, um, having a growth mindset as, as far as safety is concerned. Uh, like I said, we are not perfect, but we're constantly reviewing our practices. And one thing that I'm super proud of is, um, you know the term uh if you see something say something yes so uh our community is so involved that i get facebook messages emails of and it could be as something as little as there's an a traffic light that's out or mm-hmm. um they find an object outside uh you know at arrival that shouldn't be outside and maybe you know unsafe for children um and we we really respond to that so that's really important that uh to to as a leader that I don't have all the answers and I, and I certainly don't have all the information. So, um, you know, my, my parents, my staff, the BRT team, um, is constantly, uh, have an open line of communication. I'm approachable. So I would say to, you know, uh, definitely be open and approachable to those things, uh, not get defensive. Like, what do you mean we're doing, we're not doing that. Right. So, so that's really important as well. And, um, we came, uh, Across the situation with trying to uh, put in either a four-way stop sign mm-hmm. or a uh, another traffic light near and around the school, and we hit a roadblock, so we went to our elected officials. So right. uh, remember that it just it reaches outside of the school community as well, mm-hmm. and, and and basically, don't stop if you know if if you hit a roadblock, keep going, and uh, if you think that something needs to be addressed, voice your uh, voice your concern. Keith,
3: yeah, absolutely, and I think you know on a system level. Um, something that you said, maybe, maybe we want to add to that and build on that is two eyes are better than one, four eyes are better than two. Right. And I think, you know, so the DOE is a tremendous system and, you know, I have an office of eight people responsible for this. So we would be nowhere without the help of the community and right. the help of our agency partners, New York city emergency management, New York city police department, uh, the fire department of New York. And, um, I think that engaging those communities and larger, with the larger school community is a tremendous help. And if you, if you can take one thing away, I think it's, you know, two eyes are better than one and four eyes are better than two. Right?
1: <laughs> and, and using those community resources yeah. that are available to you. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a
2: community uh, effort.
1: It is a community effort. And Katie, now Katie, for our listeners, is also Ready Girl, who is the New York City emergency preparedness superhero. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I'm going to let Katie speak uh, to her role. Um, but she goes around and she teaches kids about preparedness. The kids get excited. We have Ella and Madison here with us. They're going to talk about when they first met Ready Girl, but tell our listeners a little about Ready Girl, how you came about and, and what you're doing in the schools across New York City and then how uh, other jurisdictions or other parts of the country can use this concept to help teach kids about preparedness.
2: Thank you, Omar. Uh, Ready Girl was created back in 2015. I was going to schools all throughout the city and teaching kids about how to be prepared. And I wanted to increase our engagement and make the assemblies really fun. I remember being in school and wanting to have a fun assembly. And so we decided it would be a really cool idea to create somewhat of a superhero character around emergency preparedness. So uh, we launched her back in, as mentioned, 2015. So it's been several years now. And and we've been able to reach a ton of schools, talk to a ton of different children and really encourage them and empower them to be prepared. Um, we have Ready Girl stickers. We have our Ready Girl comic book uh, featuring several Avengers characters, which is very uh, fun. And it's fun not only for the kids who get a comic book, but also to bring home and show their parents.
1: It's a very good read as well.
2: Thank you. I think it's a good story. Yeah. Um, about a hurricane in New York City. And, you know, having that level of engagement, talking to kids about something that's fun and engaging like superheroes really helps uh, blend that message of, of being prepared. And my message to when I go to schools is that everyone can be an emergency preparedness superhero. Everyone can take the steps that they need to prepare themselves, to prepare their families in case of an emergency. And I think that that's a message that can go outside of the five boroughs. You know, it's something that we feel strongly about here in the city. You know, she's from Queens. She's a local, you know, New York superhero, as many of the famous superheroes are from the great city of New York. But <laughs> we, um, we think that we can really share that message and spread it across um, across the country.
1: And you teamed up with the Avengers in your comic book. Yes,
2: we did. Yes, we did. Um, so that was really fun. Spider-Man is a good friend of Ready Girl. Yeah. Um, he was there from the beginning, another Queen's uh, a queen's superhero. But, you know, doing that and, and really helping to make it something that is approachable and engaging and, I think, a lot of fun. So I have fun going to schools and, and being Ready Girl and, and encouraging people. I love to come back to schools when people remember Ready Girl and they recognize it and seeing all the great messages. And, and how they've taken it. And in the room where we're here, there's a lot of posters. And I want to mm-hmm. call mention to that a lot of the students made posters for today's presentation. And they have a lot of important information. Always be ready. Steps to make an emergency preparedness kit. And every so often, we'll see a few Ready Girl s- symbols and signs. And that's a really cool thing to see. Um, and I really enjoy, enjoy that.
1: So, so kids, we, you heard from Ready Girl now we want to hear from you take us back to the first time you met her and what that was like for you
5: so when i first met ready girl i'm like wow there's a superhero in my school yeah yeah (laughs) i didn't know like what i was gonna expect and then when like she started talking i felt like that i'm gonna go to like my family about all this stuff yeah and tell them like how to be like safe in case of an emergency Mm
2: -hmm. That's great. So you became yeah. your own superheroes, your own preferred yeah. superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful.
4: I, I have to tell you, it it, it really was, uh, it left an impact on them. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the day uh, you were here, um, when, when the students were dismissed, um, we were very active on social media. And uh, many parents started posting pictures of their children reading the Ready Girl comics. Oh, that's great! And and, and how much fun they were having at home. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that was uh, brilliant. Whoever it, idea it was, Katie, <laughs> who was your idea <laughs> because it is so <laughs> high you. interest to have superhero mm-hmm. um, like that. And um, it they they couldn't wait to get home and share it with their. Uh, parents, and I'm talking about, you know, kindergarteners, yeah. five year olds going, some of them were four year olds, right? Going home and having that discussion around that. And uh, it gave them the opportunity to talk about, yeah. uh, uh, safety, preparedness, you know, what to do in an emergency, what they learned in school. So, um, really kudos. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. I, I think one of the biggest surprises I had from when we started Ready Girl and launched the comic book was how much parents enjoyed the comic book. I, I never realized that we were actually targeting that audience as well. Exactly. And that's sort of the message, right? Is that we want to talk to kids to tell them to is, go home and tell their parents. But Is when there I a see, movie in the world? <laughs> are, yeah, are, 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 are you an endgame? End end are
1: you an endgame? That's
2: the yeah, question. I haven't seen it yet, so heard no heard secrets. No, <laughs> no secrets can be revealed but um that was something that i didn't expect but i noticed so much when we would go to even community fairs and i would see parents picking up the comic book and reading it to their kids and and saying this is so neat i love comic books and that was definitely a unexpected surprise but a very good one because that's how we're able to really uh target the people who we know need to be prepared and prepare their families
3: well thank you so much because
4: really
2: really it hit home (laughs) thanks principal carola
3: yeah absolutely and it's it's you know you talk about engaging your community partners. I mean, this is the prime example, right? Like the department of education and and New York city emergency manager working together to engage students Mm -hmm. who then go home and engage the community. And then New York city emergency management engaging Marvel comics. And, you know, there are some things you, you know, as you know, I've, I've grown up, maybe I don't watch cartoons on TV, but like I still find comic books entertaining. So I feel like it was just something um, to really engage the community as a whole And even furthermore, I mean, every time one of these young ladies is walking around with a Ready Girl sticker and someone says, hey, what's that? You know, it's another way and another another uh, avenue to tell people, um, you know, about Ready Girl and about preparing for hurricane season. And, you know, this is uh, shortly after hurricane national hurricane week. So um, we'll we'll you know, it's a really good time to kind of remind everybody because it's right around the corner hurricane
1: season. So. Absolutely. And it's about preparing the whole community. And I think when you start with the children, they take it home to the parents or guardians who in turn shares it with their friends. Again, it's that whole community approach. So it's wonderful. Any last words? It was great being here at PS 56. Any last words, Principal Corolla?
4: I I just really would like to thank everyone. Um, as I said, we use this, uh, and not only to celebrate, but uh, uh, to learn. Mm-hmm. And we did learn through this. Um, and it's g- really great to see all of the support that um, the, the students have. You know, you mentioned Marvel. You mentioned OEM. You mentioned the DOE. Certainly the school level and the parents. But I, 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 it's refreshing to see all of these entities working together to create a safer community. So, re- And really, thank you so much on behalf of PS56. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank
2: you. you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I just thank you for all that you do. Not only for PS fifty six, but for all you know, eighteen hundreds or so schools throughout the five boroughs. Um, it's always great working with you, um, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to Prep Talk, the Emergency Management Podcast.
2: So, for our listeners, now it is rapid response time. And if you're a first time listener, it's very simple. Omar and I will ask our guest a few questions and they will give it the first answer that comes to mind. So, let us get started.
3: It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response.
1: Okay, Principal Carollo, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what is one emergency item you cannot live without? Uh, my
4: phone. I, I think, because uh, it, it has so many things on it. Flashlight, I could uh, send a message, I could receive information. I remember during uh, Hurricane Sandy, um, I was fortunate enough not to lose power. A lot of people were, and the only way that they could communicate, uh, their phone lines were down, was via Facebook or uh, other social media sites, just to let people know. Um, so I would say that's probably... Number one, and then I keep finding the other things that <laughs> I
2: need, and a backup charger for that cell phone. There you go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Maybe yeah, too.
3: yeah I, would, I would definitely say phone and charger because if you can call somebody for it, you can get it, right? Wonderful.
2: What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? I,
4: I, I guess the best piece of advice that I've ever received was uh, to to stay calm, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't just apply to safety, even though that that's why we're here today. It could be uh, a test, an interview, uh, a first date.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. So
4: It's really, really, because then you can, uh, you know, think more clearly, make better decisions that way. Um, and and it, it takes practice. So, you know, you have to uh, self-regulate. It's
2: great.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it just along those lines... Uh, there's nothing better than three deep breaths.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. And and the, and the girl said it earlier, you know, make sure you're composed and poised. So that's that's great advice. Summer is almost here. Uh, what are you doing for summer vacation? Principal Carollo, what are you doing?
4: Um, I'm in the middle of building a, a new home. So wow. um, Congratulations.
2: And it's almost
4: done. Uh, and it will be done in the summer. So I will be packing... And moving <laughs> and carrying and lifting and doing all those fun things. So, uh, I'm really super excited to start that next, uh, part of uh, the journey, if you will. Uh, my family's excited and we're nice. actually building a home, uh, adjacent to my wife's sister. Mm-hmm. So nice. it's a complete family, effort. family so, affair. Right. Family my affair. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations so thank to you.
3: you. Yeah, so I uh, I unfortunately don't get a summer vacation, but, uh, so I'll be actually, believe it or not, preparing schools for hurricane season to be used as shelters uh, and trying to
1: do that earlier in the day so I can enjoy a nice sunny evening. There you go. We have the girls here with us. So girls, what are you doing for summer vacation? Um,
5: Hanging yeah, out with friends. Yeah, I'm going to go on
2: vacation. Yeah, yeah. vacation. Stuff. Cool. That'll be so fun.
1: Wonderful. Uh, Two last questions.
2: Principal Corolla, what is currently on your playlist?
4: I have a very, very odd playlist because (laughs) uh, at PS56, one thing that we do to try and make it fun and engaging is play music on Fridays during arrival. Mm -hmm. Nice. So um, I have everything from Baby Shark (laughs) (laughs) to... I have uh, my stop and drop volunteers who would like to hear the music that they grew up with. Some old freestyle hits. So nice. I have a very eclectic uh, playlist. Today, we, we played a little TKA greatest hits. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. We <laughs> did that. Most of these students weren't alive when that. No, started. no, that's, that was for amazing. the stop and drop volunteers. Okay. And then we did a little uh, just dance for Lady Gaga for nice, pre-K. Nice. Wow. We start our morning uh, breakfast routine with a uh, a little freeze dance uh party.
3: Nice. Yeah, so, uh you know i have a similarly deep playlist uh so i guess i just kind of picked three others on my way here so the uh the struts nice. uh thank you kenny wayne shepherd and uh for some reason old town road i don't know why i like it but i keep <laughs> listening to it i don't understand it <laughs> because, I yeah I, right i don't i don't get it but i listen to it i just find it enjoyable Girls,
1: how about you? What do you guys listen to? I like to I listen,
2: listen to Ariana Grande. Grande. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Nice. Yeah. She's really awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then one last question. Bring us home, principal. Sum up the work you do in one word.
4: Wow. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's a great one. Yeah. I I I, I think it's um care. Mm-hmm. You know, especially at the elementary school level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that's, that's huge. Wonderful.
3: Yeah. Uh, so for me, I guess it would just be rewarding. Um, if I had to pick a second word, it would be challenging. And a third word would be entertaining. (laughs) So...
4: I did not know I had three no,
1: you get three words as many as you yeah. want well
2: we want to thank you so much and a big congratulations again to the entire school community at PS56 for receiving this award it is really a wonderful day that we get to celebrate and, and learn something new from the students um, it's fun for me because usually I'm on the stage teaching kids about preparedness so today I got to sit in the audience and learn a new thing from students such as Madison and Ella so we want to thank you so so much for all of your efforts and um, we hope that we can be Partners with you as you continue to prepare the community and the school, and, and always be here as a resource. And a big thanks again to Keith and everyone at the Department of Education for your continued support.
4: Thank you. Yeah, thank
3: you. Our pleasure.
0: That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe
5: and prepared.